Yes, I actually um, published a couple books too. I'm, I'm bragging now. Um, I don't know if I this is going to make it into the podcast, but uh, <laughs> but was um, this under yeah. the J Arthur or it was under J Arthur Wettenkamp? Yes. Very good. Now, don't get me wrong; these weren't like novels or anything. Yeah. Um, one is a children's book, which is kind of oh, you know, interesting. Hey, if you ever decide to have children, look me up. <laughs> and it's a sci-fi, um, I imagine. Or oh, you better believe it. Yeah, it's actually it's actually more of like a poem story um it's not it's not really a story per se i don't know i'll i'll link you you can yeah. check it out and then the other one i wrote is more of like a coffee table book but it's also about <laughs> um science and astronomy so i so what i'm getting at is uh mark this book is right up my alley and uh it was a good recommendation i think so thank you well, thank you for accepting my recommendation. It's not recommended by me. It's recommended by Obama. For real? Uh, yeah. Both Barack Obama <laughs> That's and, how you learned about it? And Bill Gates have that on their recommendation list for, uh, I think, the last it. summer. Uh, so I'm really interested to know if... I know that your taste in sci-fi is very different than my taste in sci-fi. But I want to well, know if, you dif- like, if your, your taste is different than the president. Yeah, we established that our tastes are different when you recommended <laughs> the movie Not Annihilation. Annihilation, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think I had no, I had not read the book yet. I I think I I heard you raving about the movie, and I had not read the book yet. But then I heard about the book, and I remembered, oh yeah, Mark talked about this movie, and so I read the book, loved it. And then watch the movie, and oh my God. unfortunately, that's when our friendship almost ended. <laughs> Even though you retaliated with that uh, horrible movie that you recommended to me. You know what? The Lighthouse, uh, black and white film. It's modern, but it's it was shot in black and white. It's actually like... It's a very artistic uh, film. There's a lot to like about it, but it's also bat freaking wild and ridiculous and pretty disgusting in some scenes. I know. I, I kept yes, thinking about it. Was, that it was retaliation though. for your uh, bad recommendation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but going back to the recommendation, it the 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 book. Uh, Project Hail Mary was recommended to me by a, a, co- a colleague of mine who is a nuclear physicist. And she was oh. raving about the, uh, the science in this book. And that actually got me interested in this book. Yeah, this definitely is a science-heavy book. It's a, it is a hard science fiction novel. Um, everything in it, you know, 95... Even the things that aren't realistic in it are still founded in scientific principles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, I can see why a physicist would like it. Uh, the book, by the way, we didn't even mention... Did we mention the title of this book? I mean, people are going to have seen the title of the episode, but... Probably. Uh, <laughs> we just mentioned it once, but I think you should go for oh, more okay, explanation. Okay. All right. Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir, right? And this is his third novel, I believe? Oh, I think so, yeah. Have you read any of his other novels? Uh, I I am halfway through The Martian, and he oh, has okay. a very beautiful uh, short story on his website. Um, the name... 
escapes me, but it's like just two pages of a uh, short story, and it's a very beautiful oh. short story. I'm pretty sure you will、I'll、read it, it and you're like、uh, another bad recommendation, but I really loved it. <laughs> um. This actually reminds me of a video I saw, and I I almost want to. I'm almost wondering if it was written by Andy Weir. A YouTube video I saw. Is this short story? Can you just tell me the theme of the short story?、Uh, the theme is about、uh, about. I would say it's about reincarnation. Yes. Okay. I've.、Yeah. I, I know the story.、Okay. I know the story. Wow. So there's a there's a YouTube channel called. Oh, it's like a German word, Kurzgeistat or something like、uh-huh. that. And basically, they make、um, scientific videos about scientific concepts in a nutshell. So they'll explain physics in a nutshell, whatever in a nutshell. And and yeah, I I remember watching、uh, a short story about reincarnation. And at the very end, I was surprised. I was it said by Andy Weir. Oh, that's interesting. And Mark. I really liked it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. I really did. So it, for for our, my listeners out there,、uh, yeah, either watch the YouTube video on this channel that I'm talking about, or read probably better read the、uh, short story. Is it on his website or something? Yes, it's called The Egg. I, actually, I just looked it. There、up. you go, The Egg. Yes,、yeah. yes. And it's one of his most successful stories.、Uh, it's it's translated to so many languages. Really and. Yeah, but I feel sad that the only thing that you and I can agree on is this two-page story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know. You don't know how I feel about、um, Project Hail Mary. Yet. Yeah. Let, well, let's get let's get back into、yeah. it, man. <laughs>、um, so before this episode, I don't usually do this, but I just thought it would be fun to recall the plot, and I wrote a synopsis. So I'm gonna read. My synopsis of the book, and this synopsis, I, I think it's, I, I think it, it's not like enough spoiler. I think it would, I think it's the amount of spoiler you would get from the back of the book. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more, but I don't care. We're we're gonna talk about spoilers in this episode, so don't worry about、mm. about that.、Um, so here's a, here's my synopsis. The sun is threatened by an alien mold called Astrophage. Is it a mold or is it a I can't remember what they call it. It might not be a mold. I, I、um, always thought like it's it's a virus or something. But yeah, yeah something mold sounds、like、good. Yeah. Okay. It feeds off stars, but only procreates in CO two heavy environments, which in our solar system is Venus. Right. Their path from the sun to Venus leaves a detectable stream of light called the Petrova line, and all over the galaxy.、Um, Stars all over the galaxy are diminishing in brightness because of this mold, except one, Tau Ceti. And while a curse to life, Astrophage is a boon to civilization as it is soon discovered to contain enormous amounts of energy. So Project Hail Mary is Earth's only hope for survival.、Uh, it is to travel to Tau Ceti at near light speed via an Astrophage-powered rocket. To discover why the star Tau Ceti is immune, and send back word to Earth via unmanned drones, because Project Hail Mary is a designed suicide mission. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very good one. <laughs> 
So there you go. That that kind of sets up probably like what the first half or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't give away. It doesn't give away. And we'll get to this. It doesn't give away the big kind of uh, secret. No. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, but uh, Mark, I usually start book reviews off just right off the bat yeah. by just saying what score I give it. And I, and I normally um, use the Goodreads score. Are you familiar with the Goodreads I rating system? I am very familiar with that rating system. Okay. So I always review it for all my listeners, though. So one star is I didn't like it. Uh, two stars is it was okay. Three stars is I liked it. Four was... Is four? Oh man, now I'm forgetting. I think four I think, is. I really liked it. Oh my god, you were being very harsh to. Okay, like three did I get is it a, wrong? To me, what did I, I, I don't say know three what is. the proper is, but you said three is. I like it, and to me, three is like this book was garbage. <laughs> well, but but the okay, and the last one is it was amazing. The 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 scoring system though, it doesn't really. It's almost like if it was a scale from one to ten. It only has one, and then it skips two, three, and four, and then it's like five to ten. It only has like the high end of the scale. One star is I didn't like it. Yeah. And then two, you're already in the point where it's like it's on the good side. You know what I mean? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not know that, actually. I, I, I'm a heavy user of, of Goodreads, but I always thought that it's usually either one or four or five for me. I didn't like it. It was okay. I liked it. I loved it. It was amazing. I'm pretty oh, sure that's okay. the scale. That's I'm pretty the sure scale. That's the scale. Okay. I was not familiar, okay. actually. Okay. Okay. Um, and Mark, I'm a pretty critical guy when it comes to books, okay? So, look. I gave this book a three. So, that means I liked it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, it was. I'll, I'll. 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 I'll be honest. It was bordering on. I loved it. There are parts that I loved. Yeah. But I think overall, and I'll get into why. Yeah. I think I'll, I just want to say that I liked it. So yeah. I liked the book. Interesting. I liked the book. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, on a scale, if it was in, in in grade school or something, maybe this would be like a C plus or something. You know what I mean? Maybe a B minus. Okay. Well, I have some confession to do. I actually saw your rating on Goodreads when I was <laughs> so, and it just broke my heart. I was like, man, this is another one of those things that they send you a recommendation. You don't like it. And you come back with another horrible retaliation. <laughs> and uh, so it's, but I, I'm really, I'm really dying to know why you are, your opinion is different than, Barack Obama. Well, but but Bill did Gates. your did your understanding of my rating change just now? Because because three stars is I liked it. But you are also you know saying I mean? like it's C minus, and I think C yeah. minus to me yeah. is like, or maybe I'm I'm used to the modern uh, grading system in America that everything has to be A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So All let's right. let's get let's into jump it. in. Okay. Yeah. Here here's the thing. Here's the thing. One of my favorite things about books the the reason why i read books is because i love witnessing masters at work Mm -hmm. like i love witnessing rembrandt's you know paint their masterpiece Mm -hmm. 
And I, I think it's fair to say that his writing style is not masterful. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I not. Think, yeah. yeah. I think he wrote a good story. Um, and there are parts that I absolutely loved. There are parts that I thought were a little trite or boring. Um, but I generally enjoyed the story and it's up my alley. I like science. I like science fiction and he did a good job with the story, but I just think his writing style um, was kind of amateur. And I mean, in some way, I, actually, I don't think at this point he is amateur anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe when he wrote The Martian, you could call him amateur, but he's mm-hmm. got three three novels out now. Um, so so that that that's one point against it. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm reading uh, a master, I feel like, at work. Can I ask one thing, just for me Go to ahead. understand your, your... Because English, as you know, second language for me. And, okay. like, for example, for you, is... Dune, an example of masterful writing? Like, what it would is. You, okay. Yep. Dune is a great example. So, I mean, I, I would say in terms of just plot and story development, but also I think um, the way he writes, it was a joy to read yeah. his books. Interesting. So, so for me, I'm sorry, I, I have to interject here. For me, like, writing something like so i believe that i'm a good writer i'm at least a good essayist in my own language okay and, okay and for me uh something like dune is never possible so me imagining that i can write something like that in english is never going to happen but i felt that and andy weir's writing was very approachable to me as like it totally yeah. was it totally was in fact i think his writing style is like prose it's like someone would just the way someone would talk yeah you know what i mean um in fact i have a note here essentially this book is a book of thought processes (laughs) he basically just explains what goes on in his mind you know what i mean how he gets from one point to another point and it's just like he thinks out loud um and again i it it's fine like i i get that writing style and i you know that's that's maybe his style maybe he owns it and, Mm -hmm. and that's you know what I mean? Um, but I don't think it is a Rembrandt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, see, I see what you're saying. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know. It's the snob. It's the snob coming out in me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, by the way, yeah. you listen to this as an audiobook, right? I, I, I have to, to, to be honest, I read like 10 pages and then switched to the audiobook because my wife had bought the audiobook from Amazon. Okay. And yeah, the the audiobook is like truly a play. Uh, it's 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 as if you're like sitting in this theater and like somebody is just playing the whole <laughs> I really love the audiobook. That's awesome. I mean, I I I would believe that an audiobook is like the preferred method of reading this book just because the way it's written it's like spoken it's like someone's just talking you know yeah um so i can totally see that and you know it's funny and I, i'm i'm sure the the audiobook is a great way to experience it and i i would say the audiobook is is good because like it, it, for me it was very hard. so as you know um Sometimes it jumps back and forth in the book. I hope I'm not spoiling the the story. For me, no spoilers are okay. Spoilers are okay. I want to I want to talk about that aspect of the book. So so I 
didn't catch it the first time I was reading the book. It was it was kind of confusing for me, but the audiobook he reads it in the in two different tones when he goes back and forth. And it's oh. like he gives you the story. It's a different perspective of the story. And somebody like you might not actually enjoy it but for me it was more clarification it helped me understand so, so you story. knew you knew based on the sound of his voice or his something sound. whether it was the 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 parts of the book earlier on or whether exactly it was later. Yeah, yeah yeah so his- okay okay so so for the listeners the the book is written in a in a form the first chapter you could consider the first chapter let, let, let's say we divide the whole story up into 20 points okay the first chapter would on a timeline would be um, point 10. And then the second chapter would be point one. And then the third chapter would be point 11. And the fourth chapter would be point two. Do you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? On a timeline, yeah. it's like, okay, on a th- you, it, you essentially start in the middle of the story. Yeah, he wakes yeah, up, yeah. he's on a ship. Mm-hmm. You start in the middle. So that's 10 on a scale of 20, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying, yeah. But then the next chapter... You start at the very beginning of the story uh-huh. before they even know about astrophage. So that's point one on a, yeah. on a time scale. So it goes like 10, 1, 11, 2, 12, 3, yeah, right? 13, 4. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> the very end, y- y- at the very end, you're, you're basically back at, the be- at where the book starts. And not exactly, not exactly, okay. because there's there's years between him getting you know put on the ship and then waking up. But but essentially, um, that's how it's written. So that's I cool. See, and I've see. read books. I've read books that are similar to that. How they have these interesting time um, lapses. But that is interesting. What you say about the audiobook? How like it's in? What is it? Is it the tone of his voice, or is it like? Uh, so there, I would say that when he goes back in time and. Uh, goes to the the, the, the history. It, uh, the tone becomes a little bit more roasted, or or maybe a little bo- bit more sad and less upbeat, and like you, you 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 feel it in that. And I really encourage you to actually just listen to a few samples because I think what they <laughs> did with the language of so as we know there is there's this alien life um, that will oh, show. Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> so so th- that language is I. I feel it's expressed really beautifully in the in the audio book. Really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right, you let the cat out of the box, Mark. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's good. I, 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 we were gonna get to it. Um, I just wanted to um, read something I wrote down here. Uh, so, so I, I, I have this note that says the realization that he's traveling to another star is when I really started getting into it. Okay, because mm. right, you 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 know he's on a. Actually, you don't even know he's on a ship at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and then he slowly because he's got amnesia from being um, in in a coma in a induced coma, and he slowly kind of realizes oh he's on a ship and he can see in this display that there's a star out there. So naturally, you assume it's the sun, you know. But then you learn it's not the sun, and then I'm like, oh wow, okay, this is getting good. This is like. Because up to that point, it's very hard science, and it's yeah. like nothing fantastic has happened yet. You know what I mean? But then it's like, okay, he's this not being else. so reserved. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so so that's when I really started liking it. And then the next note I have, good story. I'm a little worried about how much of the rest of this book is going to be about, about one person by himself <laughs> on a ship. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. And then the very next, the very next note. Welp, there's aliens. <laughs> So, so uh that's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it um i love it i love that it, you know it kind of got me worried that it was only just going to be kind of like hard science but then it really um gets crazy when the aliens show up <laughs> when the alien shows up mm-hmm. so for can i ask a question so how what do you think about the beginnings of the book, the pacing during the early chapters of the book. The pacing, I, I, okay, first of all, I thought it was kind of ridiculous that someone would wake up from a coma and immediately start doing science experiments <laughs> to figure out where he was. Okay, but I get it. I get it. He's a school teacher, whatever. Okay. Um, also, his whole gosh darn it things that he would say bothered me, which, uh, by see. the way, by the way, he kind of gives that up. He kind of like stops saying that oh, in the right? middle of the book. And then all of a sudden, uh, toward like the maybe last quarter or something, he brings it back. Yeah, I feel like he forgot about that whole aspect of of Ryland. But anyway, <laughs> um, the pacing, the pacing, I don't know. Um, I I was getting a little bit kind of bored with all, this, all the experiments yeah. that were going on. You know what I mean? Again, I like science, but it's just like, okay, we kind of have to like go through all these steps that he went through to figure out, you know, that there's huge amounts of energy in, in uh, astrophage. And I don't know. So, yeah, I thought it might have been a little bit of slow. Yeah. But then once the alien shows up, it's like, okay, That's no, I, I love this book. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Uh, yeah, like you, I, I, I was really bored in the beginning of the book. And I so my wife had read the book and she like she doubly recommended that I have to read it. Okay. And I was like, but this is so boring in the beginning. It's just like this school teacher just doing experiments <laughs> on this thing. It's like, and it, um, so I was I didn't like the story. Uh, I didn't like the pacing until the it got interesting and like the. Again, the realization that it is not our solar system, that was the, the, yeah. the... So so to me, it started slow and then... But really picked up really well. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, the So the alien's name is Rocky. <laughs> and he is from... What is it? Arid 40 or something like that? He's, his race, they, he calls him Eridian because he's yeah. from, I think, Eridania maybe? Eridania 40? I don't remember. Um, and, uh, basically they are experiencing the same thing in their solar system. And, uh, as you know, as it turns out, they also built a ship and they also noticed, noticed how SETI was immune to this. And so they happen to meet up. Um, but yeah, I thought Rocky was a totally lovable <laughs> character, hilarious at times. Um, and, made all the difference with this with this book to be honest i didn't see that coming i really did not see aliens coming interesting yeah what what about rocky did you like though i'm really interested to know like what was the thing that got you interested you know what um one of my so i already said one of my favorite things about reading was you know witnessing masters at work right in terms of language and plot development everything uh, another thing I love about science fiction and fantasy specifically is the world building. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just love it when people just have these 
cool ideas of what might be out there and how life might exist and what their society's like and what their planet's like. And, and you know, all those things I just said are very different than Earth and very integral in this plot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they live on, you know, Iridians live on a planet with like two and a half times the gravity. They, uh, their air pressure is like, 20 times right or something they're made out of like rock basically like i don't know just all these things it's funny because really you can just you can almost just kind of like pick things at random and throw them in a bag and there's your planet but it's not that easy i feel like it takes (laughs) it takes a good writer to be able to like choose the right things and make a cohesive world or universe you know what i mean uh, so yeah so, so so one thing that i'm interested to know is that in the audiobook uh rocky is kind of really uh funny and condescending to this guy like at, at times he's like <laughs> no you can't do math let me do the math yeah. Yeah. And yeah i truly enjoyed those moments that like he could still make it make this character really funny and and, and i i um yeah totally i uh wrote something down um uh, first of all, I predicted, by the way. Uh, well, I know I'm going to save my prediction because that, that'll kind of we're going to talk about the end, but I don't want to talk about okay. it yet. Um, 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 um. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK, OK. So there's two things I wanted to say about Rocky. Um, the first one is, to your point, um, condescending. Remember when they're they're like talking about math or something and Rylan asks him, wait, are we talking uh, Earth units or Iridian units? And he says, always Earth units. Always Earth units. Because cause Rocky can convert like no problem in his head, like super fast, right? Exactly. That moment I remember, that's one of my favorite moments, actually. I was laughing out loud, dude. It was so funny. <laughs> um, but then the other part that was also hilarious is when Rocky moves in to uh, uh-huh. <laughs> to Ryland's apartment, right? <laughs> to Ryland's uh, rocket. And um, it says, and, and uh, Andy Weir starts the chapter off totally off topic you think because he says like once i had a girlfriend named linda and she moved in with me once and i remember like she was a mess all her stuff was all over the place and and andy writes uh linda was absolutely spartan compared to rocky (laughs) (laughs) i loved that line man so funny okay so you know i said that i didn't really enjoy his writing style okay mm-hmm. i thought it was kind of amateur i will say this and I, I i thought you know when you know how uh, earth is receiving less light from the sun so we're experiencing like global cooling mm-hmm. so they come up with this idea to break off chunks of antarctica remember that yeah uh which i guess how does that i don't remember exactly the mechanism of how that warms the earth up is there Greenhouse gases stored in the, ga- in the ice or something. It, yeah, so they were yeah. trying to release the, all of the greenhouse gas and make the, the, okay. the earth warmer. I think that was that was the reason why they were. Doing yeah, it. yeah, but it's like it'll also make the sea level rise, so it's problematic. Anyway, um, around that point, I I started gaining a little bit more respect for um, for Weir as a as a writer, mm-hmm. just because I feel like he thought of just a lot of different plot points that really kind of 
Like it wasn't just one problem that had to be solved. There was a lot of problems that had to be solved. And it's interesting, um, all the solutions he came up with the, you know, we're talking about like the faster than not faster, uh, near light speed travel yeah. with astrophage, right? Um, how the astrophage also shields the ship from radiation, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it's, it's like coded on the outside. I don't know. There's lots of like problems that he solves that, that I really started gaining respect for him around there. One thing I want to actually ask is that, do you like, so I, I don't know if it is, it is becoming his style or not, but to me, Martian and this are very similar. Like Martian is. So like, I only saw the movie, by the way, the Martian, yeah, I didn't read the book, but I it, know the plot. So, 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 so the, uh, so to, and you see that in, in here as well. Like you feel that everything is fixed. And so all the problems are solved. Something goes wrong again. And he has to, to so, I think this is very Andy Weir style that is like from one problem to another problem. It's like very linear. And then there is no, like, I feel you could remove a few of these problem solvings and the, the story would be still the same. Like, I feel he yeah. just wants to go deep into, uh, oh, yeah, this is another problem that I solve. Yeah, this, dude, because but- he's got ideas. <laughs> I feel like he just has these ideas and he wants to put them in a book, you know, and that's cool. Um and also, uh, as you mentioned, I think um, before we started recording, he is a programmer, engineer, or something, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he a wasn't he a computer programmer? He was a computer programmer for a very long time, uh, and then a- aspiring to write, uh, a- aspiring to become a write- writer, and then at some point he got laid off, and that allowed him to spend a few oh, years wow. writing Martian on the internet. Um, oh, that's so cool. And so yeah. my point my point being is, you know, uh, software engineers <laughs> solve problems, right? I mean, True, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I think engineers in general solve problems, right? <laughs> do you, um, when you read books, do you geek out over um, the, the, the book and the writer? And do you go read about their motivations and those things? Or do you, oh, you I totally, I, I, I totally read like at the very least the Wikipedia article on the book afterwards, uh, just to understand, you know, the context of it and more about the author. You know what I mean? I see. Um, I can't say I did that for this book though. So uh, if you've got something you want to share, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so one thing that I told you before was that the, this guy is like truly like Andy Weir. Like I watched a few of his his interviews, and it's he's truly a lovable person. Like I, <laughs> I feel that he writes the, the his characters based of himself. Oh, you can see um, the alien, like part of him, and the alien part of oh, him, and really? the in the in Captain Captain Grace. So. It's like you you see it uh, or yeah. Ryland Grace. I'm sorry, he was yeah. maybe not the captain. Um, so so hey, if, hey, if he's the only one alive, he's the captain, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I think I love his writing because I felt that it was very genuine to him, and he's writing around the character that he he yeah. he says he's bad at character writing, and uh, but but he he writes about things that he's. That's our familiar. So, um. yeah, yeah, and and I think you know, I think every author, there's a bit of the author in every book anyone writes. You know what I mean? I think I don't think you can remove the author from a book. Um, 
but I, I agree with what you said earlier. He's approachable and, um, and I, I think his characters were pretty good. I mean, especially oh, no. Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I remember when you recommended this book, I remember you saying specifically, I did not see that coming at the end. And I want to know what that was referring to. Do you agree oh, with me that you said that? Uh, well, so there are two things about the ending. One was that I was trying to like make you think that I'm spoiling the ending for you because you hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know that. I know that. Um, <laughs> I do hate spoilers. <laughs> the the ending, I thought the ending was, was actually v- very, very well written. And I wasn't like, at no point I could predict this ending. And I really specifically, liked it. Specifically him going to Eridia, er, 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 Erid, Eridaria, I don't yeah, know what it's called. Eridia, no, or, yeah. er, er, Eridania. Erid, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> specifically him living out his life there. That's that's what you're talking about. And also, like, bailing on Earth, essentially. Oh, well, or, or like... Didn't uh, bail, but... but Right, because he sent he sent the Beatles back to Earth, which which allowed well, Earth yep. the information they needed. Yes, and uh, but also but like I, sacrificing his, his life for his friends. Yes, right. So, it's, so that was to me like I couldn't predict it. Really loved it actually. That part, dude. I am not even joking. I am writing a note that I wrote <laughs> toward like maybe the middle or even before the middle of the book. This is going to result in a non-suicide mission. He lives out the rest of his life with the Iridians. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. Dude, I don't usually even try to guess the ending of books. This uh, one just came to me. Like it just I wasn't trying. I was just like, no, oh, this is gonna happen. Interesting. <laughs> but I liked it. I mean, it's not like I uh spoiled anything for myself. Mm-hmm. Um by the way, uh you didn't have to deal with this and maybe spoilers. You're not as sensitive to spoilers as I am, but um, in the book, in the opening flap, I, I was a few chapters in and I decided just to, Oh, maybe I'll read a little bit of it. Big mistake. Okay. Because um, it says something. Okay. First of all, it gives his name, Ryland. Uh, what was his last name? Grace. Ryland Grace. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and the first few chapters are all about him not remembering his, his name. name. Yeah, and it says <laughs> it right in the friggin' flap. It bothered me, dude. It's so annoying. Um, and also, the, and then the ship you said the the the, the, the photo. There are diagram. pictures. Mm-hmm. There are diagrams of how the ship works. Yeah, and I get it. I get it. Like I get that that can be hard to visualize because the ship does some interesting things. Yeah. You know. Um. But I would have preferred not to have seen those photos because, I mean, because here, okay, the thing is, you start out not knowing where he is. Yeah. And the the fact that they show those pictures of the ship, it's like, well, I know he's on a ship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like I missed out on that surprise. I I know you are very sensitive. Uh, so sensitive to to this i didn't <laughs> mind it and i i also felt like the, i i think the the photo or the diagram of the ship was just extra i could i could deal without like i could understand the whole thing without that that yeah. diagram I, I i don't know i mean maybe 
I don't know. I feel like they do a pretty good job of explaining it too. So I, I, it was probably unnecessary. Yeah. So um, I have one question though. Do they explain in the, does he explain in the book the, uh, how the other crew members died during the trip? Because I don't remember reading it or not, hearing not really. it. Really, they, they never get into that. They never give a solid explanation. Yeah. Because, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he, he never really discovers it. And he doesn't have, he's not in communication with Earth, so yeah. they can't tell him why. I think it's just, I think it's, you're just, what you're supposed to understand is that it's a very dangerous, the coma thing, the whole reason they had, you know, more than just one person is because you might not wake up out of yeah. this coma. So That's what's interesting to me. Uh, I, I, I didn't, like that part, I, I felt that, okay, I needed that part, that explanation at mm. least. Like, I, that, that felt like um, I wanted to have that information and I was Maybe a, a little bit of an oversight, yeah, <laughs> yeah. on his behalf, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, th- there was another twist in the story, and that is the the Strat twist, right? Strat is this, uh, the last name of, I don't remember her first name, but she's like the mastermind behind Project Hail Mary. Yeah. And toward the very end, you learn that actually Ryland didn't offer to go on this suicide mission. He refused, and Strat forced him, essentially. I thought that was kind of dumb, to be honest. I, di- I didn't like that twist. Um, I, I don't think I, I didn't find it very believable. I mean, I see. Maybe I mean the, the it's it's a matter of the life and death of the entire civilization. So maybe she would do something like that. But oh, I agree. I don't know. I, I I had a hard time believing that one. No, I, I I totally agree with you that that it's it's a little like doesn't make much sense because they are really training these astronauts and this guy just comes out of the blue they throw him in the in the ship and say go yeah Um, yeah but how do you did you uh i'm sorry i don't want to break the flow here but what do you think about the personality that he write like the character building of the this lady who is a top scientist oh of strat yeah character building of strat um I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I remember this. You know, a part toward the end where she ex, she she um, explains to him that she was actually a history major or something, right? And mm-hmm. that you know the the humanity for the first I don't know how many millions of years only cared about food, and only the last two hundred years have we have we have we had excess time you know to think about things other than food um i i I don't know in terms of development like how much development there was with her um what do you think see well maybe that's the difference between the audiobook and uh and the book because in the in the audiobook like she comes uh like she's a very assertive person um, but you feel like at the end of it, I was really connecting with her. Like I, I feel really, I felt like I understand why why she's like like that, and there is no emotion in her work, and then she's going off of principles and logic. Um, again, the like forcing Rylan Grace to go on the mission was weird, but everything else was actually really interesting for me to like uh, to read about her. I, I enjoyed okay. that hmm. character. 
Okay, interesting. I, I can't say uh, she was one of my favorite ones to read about, yeah. but um, <laughs> but you know uh, that's fine. To each to each his own. Um, okay, the one one last thing I'll say, kind of in our story, you know, we're kind of following the story and this conversation, and we're basically at the end now. Um, is that I was very worried when Rylan promised to give uh, Rocky a computer with the accumulation of all human knowledge on it. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, (laughs) I don't think this is going to happen, but this could turn really bad. (laughs) Exactly. Like, could, you know, could there be some baddies on Eridania that use this against humanity and and then conquer, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's going to be a second book. I don't know. <laughs> Did you ever feel that right. that uh, Rocky might actually steal everything and just leave totally. this guy? Yeah. It crossed my mind, for sure. It crossed my mind. I'm glad it didn't happen, though. <laughs> yeah. I felt that he was yeah. right. Like, he was writing it that way. Like, he wanted you to feel that, oh, this lovely character will definitely betray good. this guy. Yeah. Keep, it keeps you on, on edge, you know? It, it's yeah. like... You're not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey, um, so anyway, thank you for this uh, book recommendation. This was great. <laughs> um, I've got some other books lined up, but this was, uh, this was, I, I, I don't usually buy, I very rarely buy like new books, new <laughs> expensive books. Yes, I paid yeah. so much for this book. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> okay. I went, I bought it at the used bookstore and it was over half the price of all the books I bought. Um, and I bought a lot of books. (laughs) Um, but I wanted to ask you your thoughts on Dune, the movie Dune. Oh, interesting. Before Uh, we wrap up, I want to, I want to hear, let's, let's talk some Dune. I'm going to be very quick and I know that's okay. So first of all, the director is one of my favorite directors. I oh really like him. Oh my god, he is the best, Denis Villeneuve <laughs> or something like that. Something super French. He's French Canadian, actually. I didn't know. Like, yeah, he's yeah, Canadian. yeah. And then, uh, and and I think the uh, the way he had thought about these Thopters uh, and like the universe that the Thopters had- were great. I like it. Did, it I, was they totally could have been different. really bad, but he did them really well. He did them really well. So, long story short, I re- so I I always have problems with the pacing of his movies. I think it's just like a very slow burn. All oh, of his they're movies. so slow, and I love <laughs> slow burns. I love slow burns if you're rewarded in the end, and I think he does a good job of that. Yeah, I I loved it, but I I would I would say. I left the theater not feeling satisfied and fulfilled because I didn't get any, oh, like really? there is no ending uh, in this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. right? So, so there is a part two. Well, and, and, and you've read, you've read the whole book, right? I, I've read, I haven't read the thriller, the trilogy. I've only read no, the but first the, one. The whole first. Okay. Okay. Yes. The, the first book, I honestly think the first book doesn't even end like super well like it leaves a lot open you know what i mean um so so yeah what what was your your uh like what did you think about the the movie so i loved it i i loved it but uh, you know i i can if i'm being critical um Mm. i do think 
there it wasn't a perfect movie mm-hmm. um my my favorite parts were the um artistic prescient scenes when he's having these visions you know what i mean uh, and like yeah. the the melange is drifting in the air <laughs> and like oh i <laughs> just I fantastic, love, fantastic yeah yeah i just love those loved those scenes um i think i have permanent hearing damage because the freaking Hans Zimmer <laughs> oh, music yeah. was so loud in the theater. Um, but it was good. Uh, is this a Hans Zimmer music? It is. is. It? Oh, yeah, it's Hans Zimmer. Oh. Um, and um, okay, my one criticism I have for the movie uh-huh. is I feel like there was a little bit too much expose in that you know, those scenes where he was listening or watching those video books on dune yeah you know what i mean i thought those were a little corny like okay we're just like doing an information dump to the to the viewers you know what i mean you have to know this and we don't want to work it into the movie just this is how it works you know what i mean um i see what you're saying that's my little critique for it yeah but but uh, frankly i don't see any other way like everybody was saying like there's Just no show way. a sandworm. No, you don't have to. You don't have to explain sandworms how long they are and blah. Just, I yeah. mean, look, they're in the desert. They can exist. They just, just show it. I see I what you're know. saying. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Very last question I have for you. Yeah. Do you believe in aliens? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I think that my, my. I, that's definitely a loaded question, but I would say I, I want I want aliens to exist. Definitely, you want to believe? I want to like believe. like Mulder on X Files. I would say. Do you yeah. watch X Files? No, I've never watched it again. Okay, well, Immigrant I want here. to believe. It's a it's a line from it. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, no, I I think uh, I I want to believe too, but it's hard, man. I don't know that they're out there. Wouldn't we've seen them already? You know, I don't know, man. Can I ask one question though? This is one thing. Like I know that you want to close, but feel free. <laughs> I don't, feel I don't free want to, to close. Take this I just, out I just feel podcast. like it's <laughs> okay. Okay, shoot anything. So, Go ahead. Um, there was one moment in the book that I felt like this guy who is writing this book is just brilliant. Like the way he envisioned the alien life and how like the reasoning and justification of like why this alien life, this particular one, considering all of the circumstances of the, the way they meet is going to be very similar to us. So it's not... It's not us, obviously. It's a very different life form. But the, the, in terms of intelligence and everything, they are yeah. in the same level. And I really love that part of the book. That he argues that any inferior intelligence would not make it that far. Would have would not have made it that far to to this um, this new solar. Yeah, system. it's not it's not as coincidental as it appears because yeah. if they were not as intelligent they would not have been there but because they were the same intelligence they almost had to have met they of course yeah. they're going to send someone to to um tau city um yeah i think that's a very that's a that's a good send off for this podcast i like <laughs> i like this last uh observation by you they were very different physically 
But in a lot of ways, these, you know, these two beings were very similar. Yeah. yeah. And he does kind of, um, that's kind of a theme in the book, huh? Yeah, and yeah. they communicate. It, it was, uh, yeah, again, it, it was really, I really enjoyed that part. Good job, Andy Weir. Yeah, good <laughs> job. I like it. Yeah, all right. Well, that's it. That's that's a wrap, Mark. I really appreciate it. I, I love reading books, but I love even more being able to talk to someone about a book that I've read. So I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh well, thanks, with me. thanks for having me on your podcast and thanks for taking yet another one of my recommendations. I am sorry that it was not a five star. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They can't all be uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, you know? Yeah.